Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the third episode of our series, The Miracles of the Quran. Today, we shall talk about the various legislative miracles mentioned in the Holy Quran. I am Muhammad Umar, and alongside me are Zaid Ahmed and Saifuddin Shah. So talking about the various legislative miracles mentioned in the Quran, one of the major financial aspects that comes across my mind is riba. Zaid, what are your opinions on riba? To be honest with you, I am totally against riba. And it's not just my personal opinion, it is also because Islam bans riba. And when I look at the societies dealing in riba, we can clearly see why Islam has banned it. And this is also why personally, I feel that riba should not be dealt in. For those of you who don't know what riba actually is, it is an Arabic word which means interest or usury. The extra amount that is received apart from the principal amount in the form of cash or credit. So why exactly is riba prohibited in Islam? So there are a couple of reasons why riba is uh, prohibited in Islam. The first is to ensure that equity is maintained. The second is that it protects people's wealth by preventing them from making unjust and unequal exchanges. Islam also aims to promote charity and helping others, so banning riba helps remove sentiments of selfishness and self-centeredness which in turn helps to improve unity among us. By making riba illegal, Sharia law creates an atmosphere of charity and giving. Amazing, isn't it? And even if you look at the previous example of first world countries such as USA, UK, Canada, we see that these societies and their middle class people are under crushing debt. This could be due to student loans, um, bank loans, car loans, home loans, anything. And these societies are really in trouble. And, and the statement, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer has become a factually true statement in these societies. Exactly. And one of the, you know, the major problems uh, among these first world countries arises in youth. And it arises in the form of something that we know as student loans. So basically, uh, you know, the situation over there is that the students are forced to, you know, take loans because the tuition fees over there are so high that they're not able to pay it by themselves. So they're, they're forced to take these loans in order to pay them off. But the interest on these loans is so high that it becomes increasingly difficult for them to pay it off. You know, basically, it is uh, it is compounded annually, and because of that, it becomes very difficult for them to pay it off. Now, this problem leads to a couple of situations. The first of which is that the student is forced to drop out. So basically, he sees that he has no other option. He cannot pay off the loan. He cannot continue to, uh, you know, education any further. And because of this, he is left with no choice but to stop pursuing his education. Yeah, and another situation which is very common in the youth, that is our generation, is not joining colleges at all. Students would rather go to vocational institutes or attend apprenticeships or internships and get a job rather than go through the crushing pain of repaying a student loan. And the final, uh, you know, the most heartbreaking situation that is arise because of this problem is student suicide. So basically, when a student 
goes under he goes into depression and other mental problems because of this he finds that suicide is the answer for this and he ends up giving up his own life and according to a major study one of the leading reasons for death among the age group of 18 to 24 is student loan because of the increasing debt students are forced to give up their lives in order to escape the clutches of these student loans which is in fact very very saddening and a sad and a very upsetting fact for us and if we look at the holy quran and understand what allah says with regards to interest in surah baqarah ayahs 278 and 279 allah says O you who have believed fear Allah and give up what remains due to you of interest if you should be believers and if you do not then be informed of a war from Allah and his messenger but if you repent you may have your principle thus you do no wrong nor are you wronged and we can divide this ayah into three parts the first one where Allah tells us that if we are believers we should fear Allah and give up interest the second part where he mentions that if we do not there is a severe war against Allah the almighty and his messenger against us and finally he mentions that if we repent we can have our principle and thus we will be doing no wrong nor are you wrong clearly mentioning that interest is a form of wronging others and if we look at the concept of islamic banks you will understand that they actually function without indulging in taking or giving interest so basically if you were to approach an islamic bank and you know say take a loan or deposit some money there would be no interest involved in any of these transactions so without taking or lending interest how do these banks actually work so because uh, interest is not allowed murabaha takes place of it murabaha is also referred to as cost plus financing it is an islamic financing structure in which the seller and the buyer agree to the cost and the markup of an asset and here markup takes place of the interest actually uh, there was something that i was uh, you know confused about uh, i was thinking that you know since these banks don't actually take interest and instead of it they take these uh, special uh, you know fees and stuff what actually is the difference i mean those banks you know name it interest and we are calling it special fees and you know it's basically the same thing just different name Um, I think the best way to explain this could be using an example, and we could divide it between interest and murabaha. So, in the case of an interest, let us consider a person who's taken a loan of one hundred thousand dollars for ten years at an interest rate of six percent. For this ten years, he will have to pay back thirty-five thousand dollars in interest. So, his total repayment would be over one thirty-five k. and in case he is not able to pay this amount in 10 years this principal amount will keep on increasing which means that instead of 135k it will go to 140 50 60 as it moves on over the years and this will lead to more pressure on the already poor person in case of murabaha which is practiced by islamic banks it is an upfront fee taken before the loan is given so let's say a person takes a 100k loan he'll be asked to pay 5k fees before the loan is given and then all he has to repay is the 100k principal and this principal amount does not change even if he is defaulted subhanallah such is the beauty and the simplicity of our religion and everything comprising inshallah in the upcoming episode we shall discuss 
more in detail about this financial aspect and many more so that we can understand deeply the meaning behind these. Until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.